Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal, and on a weekly basis, we plan to bring you the biggest news and interviews in the world of combat sports. This week, we're joined by Bellator 229 fighter, Muka Barnes, uh, getting ready for a uh, another fight out at the Forum. Uh, James, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, is it is it 228 or 229? I th- I thought you were fighting. You're you're right. It's it's 228. I'm going to 229 is the following week at Pachanga. So yeah, correction, yeah. It, it is 228. Uh, all right, uh, Muka, who are you fighting? Because I was trying to look at the card and I didn't see an opponent for you. His name is David Duran. Duran, like uh, Roberto Duran? Yes. Yeah, so, I, that's that's who you're listed on the Bellator site, but uh, a couple of the other sites are are a little behind on on uploading. Uh, some of their cards so he looks like another california fighter a uh, lot of stuff out of combate um as well as a couple other bellator bouts and, and gladiator challenge where you've competed uh how much do you know about your opponent um i actually fought him as a amateur uh beginning of a fight i shot in and he caught a guillotine and uh finished with a guillotine so you you finished him with a guillotine no he finished me with a guillotine oh so this is uh, one you can get back then. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. But one at one at a pro level here. So, um, so you train out of Temecula. Uh, are you at a team quest uh, with with uh, Dan Henderson's gym? Yes, sir. How how did you get involved there? Are you from around uh, the area? Uh, no, a friend of mine is uh, one of uh, Dan's striking coach. Uh, his name is uh, Gustavo Parisi, um, and I went to college with him. And um, we connected. Uh, we, he saw me at a Bellator fight and invited me over. I uh, started taking the striking classes and then just continued from there. So, uh, Muka, uh, I got to ask you because we asked you just before we started re- recording. You know, they have Muka listed as your nickname. Uh, James Muka Barnes on, on SureDog and uh, I think Tapology as well. So uh, you want to tell us wh- where the name comes from and why you prefer it? Uh, I prefer it because it gives me a, a little bit of a secret. If people want to get to know me, they they have, they have to kind of look into me. But I just come from wrestling. So no, with I, your with your wrestling background, uh, sorry, man. I just because uh, I know he had mentioned the 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 past that you have with Duran and uh, the the way that you said you lost. But uh, obviously, you've grown a lot since then. I mean, you got eight wins by submission. Yes. So and you and you've competed in uh, combat jujitsu, right? Yes. So, so, yeah. So, um, I, you think you, who do you think it has evolved more since that last fight? And do you think you're going to surprise this guy with, uh, obviously, you know, with the submission loss? Is that, would, would you want to give it, pay him back by submitting him, given that you got so many wins by submission? Uh, not so much of like going for the submission or like directing myself towards submission, but my plan is to run him over. Nice. What um now you've got uh listed at 15 pro fights, is that accurate? 11 uh, and 4, is that fairly accurate? I know usually yeah, some get lost. I believe there's a few missing, but uh I didn't keep track. So but you you know, it has you listed at starting in 2014. So roughly in about 5 years, you've got about 15 plus 
minus, you know, give or take yeah. a fight here and there. So you've yeah. been really, you've been really active since you started your pro career. Is has that always been a goal of yours? Is this something, you know, a lot of guys get into it and it seems like it's like I'm going to test the waters. Seems like you jumped in it and really haven't stopped. Yeah, I really was looking to fight every other month, if not every month. Um, it just, uh, if I'm healthy, I'd like to fight. And then you get those fights where you get lined up to fight somebody and then your opponent backs out. Um, or you get hurt or, or unhealthy and something happens. But I really was looking to do like every other month or, uh, you know, between every three months. I really want, I, w- I want to say I I, I noticed that with guys that come from wrestling, you just said that, that uh, you have a wrestling background. That's how you got into this, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so I just know, I, I mean, you're, you must be the third or fourth fighter that I've interviewed that or, that has mentioned their wrestling background and and seems to be comfortable with with uh, being so active. I mean, considering the damage you take in uh, in fights, you know, not just you, I'm saying in general, the fighters that, you know, obviously no one gets a, walks away unscathed. Um how does your body handle it? Uh, you know, you uh, ice cryo uh, uh, therapy anywhere you can go to get therapy. Um, uh, it hurts, but at the same time, your job is to push through. You know, it's you are a fighter. If you're going to fight, uh, hurt or not, I would still take a fight. Now, I'm assuming based off of your record and the amount of fights you've had, you've been you've been lucky so far and avoided any major injuries. Uh, yes, that have that have kept you out a long time. A uh, couple of I've broken a rib or two here and there. You mean know, like sprained an ankle, you know, shoulder injury here and there, but nothing that needed surgery. Man, that's crazy. It's crazy how you guys just say it like, "Oh yeah, you like me if I stub my toe or something." But I mean, <laughs> it's also why you know it's funny because I just I wrote uh, on another blog somewhere. Somebody had asked the question, you know. Uh, like, like if, how do I know if I should, I should get into it? And then I mentioned the difference between recreational guys, you know, like, like myself. I mean, I, I train on the weekends, but there's the, the, the saying that there's levels to this. I mean, guys like you show why there's levels to it. I mean, cause you can treat a, 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 a rib injury like, like the way I treat me, you know, stubbing my toe before I recorded this podcast. So <laughs> that's just something that I feel like uh, fans need to take note of before, you know, when they go to events, sometimes, sometimes they, they, <laughs> You know, it's easy to be an uh, armchair uh, quarterback or, or whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you said that you had fun at the uh, that the uh, combat jujitsu thing. Um, did you? Are you? Are you a submission guy? I mean, obviously, with the submission record you have, I mean, is that something you see yourself doing uh, as far as keeping active? Like you, like you said, you like to do. Uh, yes, I love jujitsu. Um, jujitsu is a big part of me now. I don't know if it's because of wrestling because. You know, it took me a while to be able to be comfortable to go on my back because of jujitsu. But um, with the focus of trying to fight and jujitsu at the same time, it throws things off. You know, it's just um, I don't think I'll ever stop jujitsu. It's just something I enjoy. But my focus is to fight. But when I don't have fights, jujitsu is there. So. I will always be doing jujitsu. Uh, it doesn't matter um, when, where, but it was a it was a good opportunity when I I got the opportunity to take it and I'll be able to do jujitsu with open hand strikes. Uh, yeah, I was excited. I was excited. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I spoke with uh, Vinicius de Jesus who competed in the 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 welterweight one they just had a couple of weeks yep. ago, 
and um, you know, asking him the same thing because he actually had his he had his match, and then a few weeks later he competed actually last weekend at uh, over here on the East Coast at CES uh, 58. So um, I, I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked him. Um, so with the uh, with being able to strike in in a situation like combat jujitsu, how how hard is it for you to differentiate the rules when you're at live action like in in a jujitsu match like that versus uh, withholding or or cutting loose in an MMA fight? Has it been hard on the mental side? Uh, because the guy, the first guy I went against, he was a guard puller. Um, so. In my mind, I, I kind of took it in, in a, in a jujitsu way. So it wasn't hard to differentiate. But um, at one point, I did want a uh, closed palm strike because uh, I saw it. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, uh, with, I guess with the surroundings and not being in the cage, uh, you, I guess I, I see the openings to uh, closed fist strike or punch. Uh, but. Um, nah, because it was wide open. It was like a mat. Uh, you know, you can hear the people right next to you. So, uh, not too weak, not too hard. He talks about your combat jujitsu. Ed likes to sell himself short. Ed's a black belt in jujitsu, <laughs> trains several times a week. So he, he he likes to sell himself short. You know, yeah. but uh, well, then uh, Ed, you you understand? Like to me, like you said, there's levels of it. Like uh, I I am a black belt in jujitsu, but man, there's so many black belts that teach me so much, but then there's brown belts that teach me, you know, there's so many different things I learned from different people, but man, when you get a black belt that's got like of like five strikes and they're doing something to you that you just can't stop. Uh... Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Every Monday morning, I roll with one of Matt Sarah's first degree black belts um, and he's injured and he still wipes the floor with me. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I hear you. I hear you. So I just wanted to give Ed a little credit there. He likes to, he likes to downplay it, but uh, he's a he's a pretty badass dude. So, okay. uh, <laughs> um, with that said, uh, your last MMA win uh, came against Albert Morales, a, a former UFC champion or not UFC champion, UFC competitor, but. Uh, one thing we've kind of had a running joke at an event I was at is that you survived the Golden Boy MMA experience. Uh, I don't know how much you pay attention to the online stuff, but the Golden Boy MMA obviously uh, caught a lot of heat. Uh, how would you experience working there? I mean, I, I enjoyed the show. I, I told that on the on the podcast that I enjoyed it. It was just another MMA show to me. Um, obviously, the main event was two legends of the game, but uh, how was how was the professionalism? You're the first person we've talked to that actually dealt directly with them. Uh, you know, they it wasn't you know it wasn't set up the way you're used to. I mean, I was. I was understanding that they were just starting out. They did different things like from a boxer's perspective compared to MMA perspective. But when you asked them for something, they were more than happy to accommodate. So it wasn't um, anything bad. The show itself, the, 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 the uh, venue that they put on, I thought was excellent. Um, I thought the, the, the way they had the people seating, the way they set up the venue was nice. Uh, I had no issue with them, and I would I would 100% work with them again. They were great. No, that's cool to hear. And and as a fan who who goes to a ton of events, that was that was one of the things I said. I mean, I it it 
it wasn't a, it wasn't a UFC event. It wasn't a Bellator event, but it was it was put together well. Uh, the tickets were, were reasonably priced, and and as a fan going to event, uh, I enjoyed it. I, I ended up having a great view of the fights and 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 stuff. So it's good to hear because, like I said, some of the online banter is you know MMA fans like to go after boxing guys, so they go after De La Hoya and yeah. every every word he says. Uh, they like to jump on. It's the same as boxing fans going after guys like Dana White. So it, yep. there's obviously a lot of that, but uh, well, it's good to hear that that they treated you well. Yep, they did. Uh, not 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 any problem at all. Like I said, they, they just did things different, and not everybody was ready for that. But I kind of was. I, it was a a boxer's promotion trying to cross over, so I was ready for it. I mean, it, it's nice to hear that that you were cool with it and everything. But one of the things. Uh... Uh, at being on the media side, um, folks were critical of so like the 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 small amount of media they did to build up the event. Um, one of the things that actually, I mean, it bothered me actually, you know, because for for guys like you to to put yourself out there, put yourself on the card, obviously you're risking your your phys- your physical wellness and all that stuff in every fight you do. But you know, uh, when De La Hoya was addressing the media at one of the events, um, he said he didn't know everyone's name, and I was like. That was something that I was just like, I mean, come on, you, these guys are taking a chance with you, and you and you don't know their names outside of the main event. Like, that's kind of that was I I I kind of took a uh, not offense, but it bothered me that you know, especially because I'm Mexican too, so of course I watch a lot of boxing, I watch a lot of De La Hoya. Um, yep. You know, you can't be a Latino growing up in this country and not be a boxing fan. Yep. So, <laughs> so you know, so it bothered me, but like, I mean, I was also understanding that it was their first foray. Um, I actually reached out to them to try to get some interviews and stuff for that event and nobody responded to me. So I was just, I, I feel like maybe they just should have, uh, listened to, uh, folks that are in the game more. So I don't know if you ever, did you ever have a chance to like say, Hey, maybe, uh, do X, Y, and Z or ask questions like, are you guys going to promote me at all or anything like that? Uh, I didn't, you know, like I said, it was, it was an opportunity to fight and I'm always excited to fight. Um, I'm not a big person on like um, I guess if there's issues, if I have a question or issues, I'll address it. But uh, like I said, everything that everything that I asked for, or if we were doing, or uh, what did I need, or what I need to go, they were accommodating. So I didn't, I didn't, I know I just knew it was going to be different, and <laughs> I wondered about it, but no, I didn't mention anything or, or add anything to the suggestion box, uh, not personally. Mm. fans of california mma uh know that gladiator challenge can get a little wild occasionally do you have any wild any any interesting stories from the the ted williams promotion out, out here uh, uh i know I, i've seen some stuff i imagine behind the scenes it's got to be pretty wild uh, uh behind the scenes um you know i'm not because i like you said a lot of my fights came from gladiator ted has been cool with me um and i've been seen anything besides the venues are different i mean like they're some of them are in gyms um the the uh, agua caliente almost excellent so you get different venues where it's weird but i've come uh, my coach i guess thomas kenny he has kind of brought me through this whole cycle of fighting and everything and he's fought at some crazy places so uh, to me i'm big on Hey, if we get it in the cage and you're closing it, it's time to go. Uh, no big crazy stories. Uh, um, nothing really with me. 
I didn't know your coach was Thomas Kenny. Uh, I that name. I mean, I, I watched him fighting King of the Cage. God, it's got to be twenty years ago now. Oh, I mean, man. I remember he fought Thomas Denny. It was Thomas Denny versus Thomas Kenny, and I mean, yeah. I remember. I remember. Uh, I can't recall everybody he fought, obviously, but uh, I, the name he was on almost all those cards from yep. from the early early days of King of the Cage. So then, the, the early days, I mean, uh, like he's been through a couple of venues that were crazy. So he's told me stories. So the things that I saw, I didn't even, I didn't even compare them. It, it was a little more Wild West back there. I mean, I tell stories <laughs> in 2001. I was at the Mongols riot, um, sitting front row with uh, with Quentin Rampage Jackson was sitting right next to me, and people are getting stabbed and chairs are flying. Oh, and, yeah, I see, mean, Thomas has told me stories like that. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, I, I mean, I've seen people put to sleep on the dirt and Indian reservations. Indian <laughs> reservations now in Southern California have gotten for the fans that don't know the kind of the scene we've gotten a lot better it used to be tense it used to be just laid out in the middle of a dirt field um now now there's vegas style casinos in the middle of nowhere uh Mm. that 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 have really nice four thousand seat you know prime arenas that get nice concerts and stuff so it's a totally different world now uh they invite in the california athletic commission a lot more than they used to um I mean, it used to be if there was a doctor on site, it was considered a a, a high a high uh, level competition. Uh, I mean, I, I've you've heard the stories from Thomas, and and I could go on forever. But yeah, it was a uh, it was a wild wild time in in Southern California in the in the late '90s and, and early 2000s. But uh, I'm glad to see that it's gotten to the point now where you know you're. you're you're not fighting in a dirt pit in the yeah. in the middle of, in the middle of some you know poor Indian reservation, but uh, that's great. So, uh, with that said, uh, you said your striking coach, your buddies with him, who was striking coach of Dan Henderson. Uh, were you a fan of the sport coming into this? Uh, I mean, did you know who Dan Henderson was when when you showed up at his gym? Of course, uh, I was shocked. Uh, you know that that starstruck, you know, now you see him and he's funny and he'll crack jokes with you and, mm. and he'll demonstrate a move on you and it hurts. But, you know, it's, <laughs> um, yes, I was starstruck. Uh, big fan. Um, watched, uh, you know, I, I believe I watched all his fights. Um, but it, it was amazing walking in. And he was just inviting and it was friendly. And then Sam Alvey was there and, like, uh, it was just, it was invited to Tom Glicchio, and then you have the female fighters like Ashley. Uh, so it was it was intense the first time. Uh, then now you see him every day, and they talk trash to you when you do something <laughs> wrong. And then you see Joe Stevens in there, and that was another shocking awe. But it was just you know it was it was a lot. And then and now they're just sometimes you don't even want them to watch you. <laughs> is it is it because they're you think they're overly critical or you think they're going to be too hard on you? Ah, uh, they just crack. They're, it's funny. They crack jokes. <laughs> like it's it's. I mean, you'll do something right, but it'll be semi wrong, and they'll make fun of it. You know, it's just it's hilarious at the same time. Uh, but it's fun. It's a fun environment with those guys. Um, so it's it's uh, like a family feeling. I'm not gonna lie. Like those guys are hilarious. They're, they are critical, you know. It's 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 a brutal world out there. Yeah, <laughs> they're critical, well, but it's fun. It, it's all done in fun, and I enjoy it. Well, yeah, that's how you know. I mean, that's how you know they're being honest with you, though. You know, like yeah. 
They they gotta let you know you're messing up. Otherwise, I mean, if somebody tell you, you know, makes you feel good all the time, they you know they they gotta be lying to you at some point. So, <laughs> so so uh, as far as your growth in the sport, talking about how you came in and all that, um, when you uh, looking ahead, obviously with with what you're doing with Bellator and and trying to fight as often as as you are. Um, what do you do for yourself as far as like evolution? I mean, I, I know you said you're a black belt, but do you have the mindset as I'm, I'm forever learning, always a student of the game? Or do you do you think there's things that are like, uh, you know, I'm bad at I'm bad at X, Y and Z. So let me focus on that because I'm good at A, B and C. Uh, I think once once you take away from uh, like an area. So I, in the beginning, I did. I wanted to learn boxing just for boxing. So I separated myself from uh, jujitsu. Um, and then um, Muay Thai, same thing. You had to learn every art for its discipline, but uh, I do consider myself everyday learning. I do consider myself a student of the game and MMA is, it's mixed martial arts. So to learn one uh, kind of throws off the other. Uh, and it, so it has to be done together. After you learned it, and you've got the basics. You're never. I don't think that uh, there's anybody who can completely master any art. Um, in my mind, uh, I'm pretty sure there's some people that believe that they have, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I think I want to evolve every day. I want. I love wrestling. Uh, won't stop wrestling. But these youngsters today, they do moves that I've never seen. So yes, I'm, I'm still learning. Um, and uh, jujitsu too, uh, creative ways to to hit a kimura or a guillotine. Um, it's uh, it's fun to me. Uh, I'm like a kid in the candy store when they start teaching me different techniques. But then sometimes you get that brain overload where it's too much. Yeah. And so I I consider myself a student of the game. With all the uh, with all the grand prix that Bellator is getting going right now. Um, especially with the 16-man featherweight when they just got going. Uh, Obviously, this is probably a stupid question. You've already stated that you love to fight. You want to fight as much. Uh, What is the idea of fighting multiple times in a night? Uh, Is that something that would would entice you? Uh, I know some people aren't as into it. Other people, Syed Awad, for example, was somebody who was like, I'll fight six times in a night, you know? Is that something that uh, you would would really interest you if somebody were to put on a one night tournament, for example, I I would be interested. Um, my coach probably would tell me not to say that, but I would be <laughs> interested. I think it's like combat jujitsu. You're going to, you're going to feel uh, damaged and bruised up, but uh, coming from wrestling, that's kind of what you deal with is multiple matches in a day. Jujitsu, same thing. And that's, that's how, I mean, that's, uh, that's, I, I, I love fighters that say that. And because I think the, the thing that's missing from some of the old school uh, environment of fighting when we had tournaments that happened on Indian reservations or we had them is that it kind of created a star in one night. It allowed, now it was brutal on the fighters. A lot of guys took a lot of damage and careers didn't last as long as they do now, but it, it was able to create, you know, if you go to like UFC, for example, you got a guy like uh, Marco Huas who won one tournament in the UFC and became an instant legend. Now, uh, he, he he had a couple fights here and there uh, in, in World Valley Tudo Championship and, and stuff, but he, he only had about five fights or so in the UFC. But the three fights he had in one night at UFC 7, I mean, that made him a star. Uh, uh, tournaments just used to do that. So I, I feel like uh, 
especially now when, you know, you get, you, you get kind of lost when Bellator has 20 fights on a card, guys can get kind of lost there. Unless you really stand out to the average casual fan, you can get lost in the mix. Whereas, whereas a night, like if they were to say, Hey, we're having a one night tournament, it didn't even have to be the biggest names in the game. You put eight guys in there. Somebody fights three times, wins three fights. It was like an instant way of, it was, it, I mean, overnight guys were became stars. So um, I know it's brutal on the body, but I would like to see, I know Combate's kind of done it. Um, Invictus mixing it in now with obviously modified time and rules. So but are I, you I just, trying to ask him if he, if he would want to do one of these? Oh, I know he's going to do it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm also just talking about it, but I know he wants to do it. I'm just I'm saying, open to it. I'm just I, saying yeah. we, uh, you know, Ted Williams, Gladiator challenge, whoever's listening, let's, let's do more tournaments. Uh, I, I just, uh, it's one of the things that I miss about, about the sport, but, uh, it's great to hear that, that you would be willing to do it. And, and most, most guys are, but, um, it might help that you haven't suffered tremendous injuries. I, I don't know if, if you've had three reconstructive knee surgeries, fighting three times in one night might not, might not appeal to you as much. <laughs> sure. So, so uh, are you ever concerned about, I mean, you just mentioned your wrestling background. You have the submission wins. Do you ever get worried that uh, like guys are figuring out uh, your game as far as, uh, you know, like, do you think, do you think your opponents will figure out, okay, he likes to, he likes to wrestle. He like, he's got a lot of submission wins. Do you think they're going to up their striking? Like, do you do you work on counters to to pretty much bring fighters into into your get your skill set, or or are you looking to open up the your own toolbox and surprise fans like at two twenty eight? Uh, you know, like uh, fly, everybody's into flying knees or spinning elbows and stuff now. So, uh, is is there anything that we should look out for in the upcoming fight? I am always looking to add to the arsenal. Um, nothing in particular. I have a wrestling background, um, uh, jujitsu background. I uh, love striking. Uh, it's an art to me. So uh, to say that there's anything specific, no, nothing specific, but um, I'm coming. So regardless, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm looking to do whatever it takes. You know what I mean, that, that's my job is to do what it takes to get my hand raised. So I'm going to do what it takes to get my hand raised. Nice. Um, did you catch the last Bellator card, the featherweight Uh Grand Prix, did you catch any of those fights? I uh, believe the featherweight, I caught um, uh, two of them. I didn't catch all of them. Uh, didn't see, I, I don't remember which ones, but I, I, yeah, I, I did I did see a few of them. I caught the... Uh, Emmanuel Sanchez won, uh, Borix won, uh, uh, Campos beat Strauss, yeah, and... I'm forgetting one more. Just to the names in there, I know you competed against AJ McKee a few years back. Do you have uh, anybody in that tournament that jumps out? I mean, obviously Pitbull's the champ. Anybody in there uh, jump out to you as a heavy threat to him? Uh, Juan Archuleta. I trained with the guy. He's mm. uh, Joe Stevens brought him over. Oh, the kid is a beast. Um, I don't know anything. I, I don't know Pitbull personally, uh, but Juan Archuleta uh, and uh, Henry Corrales. Uh, between those two, uh, some guys better watch out. You know, those two uh, I've trained with. So, uh, oh well, I said Henry Corrales trained with Thomas. So, and I've trained with Juan. And I, if I've if anybody that trains with Thomas, I know he's come up through the ranks because Thomas put a beating on me. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think the Archuleta Pitbull fight is, is the fight of the tournament in the first round. So, and that's the headliner on September 28th, Bellator yeah. 228 at the forum here in Inglewood, California. Um, you know, we're kind of getting close to wrapping up here. Uh, go ahead. Do you have another question, Ed? Yeah, no, I just wanted to know, I mean, because I, I, I since I, I was checking Sure Dog to see where you were placed on the card and you weren't on it, do you know where, where uh, what point of the card that your fight is on? No, I don't. I'm hoping early so I can watch the fights. Um, really hoping early, but I normally don't find out until weigh-ins. Isn't that always the way, man? Even in jiu-jitsu, I remember having to wait forever when I competed. Um, that's a pain in the ass. And then, (laughs) and then they changed it because, like, I mean, I've I've been I've been training for a long time. They changed it so that, like, now uh, they make the black belts wait now, and I'm like, because they don't want, because obviously more competitors, the guys that pay to get in, you know, there's more white, blue, and purple, and it's like so. So now they want them to go a little earlier. I mean, here at least here on the East Coast, and I'm just like, really? So what the hell I get my black belt for? It. They want they want spectators to see black belts for jujitsu, but yeah. um, I think that uh, all the other fights should be before the main card. Uh, I get it; they run out of time, and TV time has to be scheduled. But yeah, I mean, I would like to enjoy the fights too, because when I'm in the back, I'm not going to really pay attention to the fights. I got to focus. So yeah. uh, it's different. It's it's a pain in the ass, like you said. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking forward to yours. I hope you do well. Cool. Me too. <laughs> uh, one other fight just to mention uh, before we end the podcast is this Saturday's UFC fight, Justin Gagey, Cowboy Cerrone. I imagine as a fan of the sport, if you're around, you're going to be trying to catch that one. Uh, that'll be, I, I, I don't know if it's, a, I think it's ESPN plus might be regular ESPN. I get crossed up on those now and, and don't even uh, it's on one of the two, uh, but that's from Vancouver this uh, Saturday. Uh, I, can't really picture a much better matchup and a more exciting fight for the fans. So um, that's really the big event for this weekend. Uh, again, uh, Muka Barnes versus David Duran, Bellator 228, September 28th, uh, headlined by Juan Archuleta, uh, Pitbull, uh, and and the rest of the uh, Grand Prix first round. Also, Gegard Musasi, one of my favorite fighters, an all-time legend in the sport, fates another legend of the sport, uh, Lieto Machida. So we'll talk more about the event as it approaches. Uh, James, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Do you want to throw Thank out you. your, uh, you want to throw out your Instagram handles or Facebook or Twitter, whatever you, whatever you give out there for the fans? Uh, James Muka Barnes uh, for Facebook or Muka um, uh, as a, a supporters page, and then I, then MMA Barn for Instagram. But other than that, uh, don't. Really no, I think Twitter is, is is MMA Barn also. Any any sponsors? Anybody you want to throw out? Um, not really. Dan, <laughs> Dan Henderson's fitness uh, fitness center, <laughs> yeah, Je- Jefferson course. Road, Temecula. <laughs> Sin miedo. I like that you got that hat on, by the way. Uh, yeah, they're they're part of. Uh, you know, I wish I had all the sponsors listed. Yeah. Uh, uh but yeah, they. Big uh, Samiano Mini Gym, uh, they're big. They help me out a lot. Uh, Thomas Kinney's, um, uh, Chingina, they help me out a lot. Um, 
I don't remember the other one. Me off guard, Matt. <laughs> that's, that's all right. Right. Well, we'll talk to you after you win at Bellator 228, and you can, uh, and you can, you can catch yeah. up with them. Well, we'll, tag, so, we'll uh, tag them on all the social media for you. <laughs> so fans can follow the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, at uh, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram, myself at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. You can catch Ed at Carbazol on Twitter and at Carbeerzol on Instagram. Uh, until next time, man, uh, best of luck, uh, James, in your, in your upcoming bout. And uh, I'll be at the forum, so maybe I'll run into you after the fight and uh, and uh, buy a beer or hot dog, whatever. Uh, best of luck, brother. Sounds good. Thank you. Well, thank you. Hey, guys. Ed here. East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions, and some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening, and if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout on the podcast, maybe uh, – bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.